You know, as we continue to uh, look at life post-COVID, one of the great things about life post-COVID, well, for me, it's revenge travel, but is the fact that there are sort of events going on again, and now people can get married and they can have receptions, and there's a lot of, I think, pent-up demand for meetings and conventions and that ought to be great great news for Loot Reynolds, which is uh, based in Austin and Dallas, and Rhoda Brimberry is the co-founder and CEO. Enjoy us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you guys do everything, right? I mean, what what what's the what's the biggest call right now? Is it is it people who were supposed to get married during COVID and still are? You know, I feel like that was more last year. So there was a, a frantic nature to last year where everyone was just kind of clamoring and ready to go and doing last minute stuff. Um, this year, I feel like we've normalized a little bit more um, since the beginning of the year in January. And so uh, we do a lot of weddings. Um, corporate events are not quite where they were before, but they're on the up and up. And that surprises me. I would figure maybe they found another way to do business, but corporate events were just were so prevalent and booked in some cases a couple of years in advance. Yeah, that's true. And I think, like I said, they are making a comeback, but I feel like, um, you know, there's a little trepidation with what went down during COVID and, and how to move forward from that. And when you're hosting giant corporate events and you're bringing people from all over the world, they just have a little bit more caution um, and steps involved to to take those leaps. Well, you guys are still here and we're ready to do business. But what happened to all those subcontractors, all that infrastructure, the the DJs and the sound people and the lighting people and the video They're people? They're here. They're here. The PPP was very helpful to the events industry. I do feel like, um, you know, we are considered more boutique and we're not kind of the bigger rental companies that you see out there that do all the tents and all the um, folding tables and things like that. We're the icing on the cake. But people that were in my little niche industry, a lot of them did fall off, at least in the Austin market. Well, that'd be good for you. You're a survivor. There's more. We felt it. We definitely felt it. So tell me about the the roots of this company, because. As I was reading, I mean, you, you're somebody who would go around sort of flea markets and antique barns and mm-hmm. look for funky stuff. How do you make the transition into the event business? Yeah, so um, back in 2010, my business partner, who is also my sister-in-law, Anna, she was getting married. And she um, is very creative, and she had a very unique idea of how she wanted her wedding to look. And it was just in ways that people didn't provide rentals for And so she enlisted the help of us, her family, um, to go around and collect whatever we could find in um, mismatched china, in um, unique vintage table, um, not runners, but tablecloths, oil lamps, um, silver, things like that. She had a speakeasy vibe that she was trying to convey through her event. Her wedding was a speakeasy vibe? It was. It I gotta beat this woman. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you you should. Um, she that that was the vibe she was looking for, and people just didn't offer that in rental. So, um, I, being a vintage lover myself at the time, I was a stay at home mom, and I was like, "Oh, sign me up! I can help you with this." At the time, also, she was living in Austin, and I was in Fort Worth, 
And so I was taking care of that whole market, going to all the yard sales, uh, all the um, vintage shops I could find. And she was covering Austin for, for that area as well. And as we started to collect things, it became very apparent very quickly how expensive it is, how labor intensive it is, and how storage confining it is. Like we just, all the stuff started packing the front porch of her parents' house. And so at the time, being a stay-at-home mom, giving up my career, I started to think about, um, you know, there was a need in the market. I started to do some research on Craigslist to see what other people were doing. I knew she wasn't the only one that had a unique idea. But what was happening at the time is that people were just doing exactly what we were doing, buying up a bunch of stuff for a three or four hour event and then selling it all off. <laughs> and I was, I was like, that's just a lot of work uh, for a one time event. Um, and so I had the idea of rental and I went to her because this was her wedding. And I was like, hey, I'm thinking about something. And she basically completed my sentence. She was thinking about the same thing I was. And so we just decided, like, let's just. Let's let's go ahead and test the market and see if anyone else might be interested in renting this stuff. And it took off from there. So you started off just renting the stuff, not doing the full events. So that's all we do. We're a rental company. Um, so people come to us. Our biggest clients are the planners. So we do a lot of B2B with the planners who work with the brides and the grooms and or from the corporate side, work with the companies that are coming to Austin or DFW to um, have their events. And we just provide the rentals for them. So the inventory is what's unique. Is that the the, is that the, the niche? Yeah. Yes. The so we started off all vintage, and um, nobody was handling at least in our market vintage items that people could rent. Um, and as we started to grow and seeing, you know, the numbers of people attending these events went up, we realized that we couldn't collect 300 vintage chairs that all looked alike. So we were doing a lot of vintage inspired things. And then we kind of morphed a little bit more into modern things. And then as we continued to grow, we realized that we were really, we were really pulling on interior trends to, um, supply for events because we realize that interior design and the comfort that it creates in your home creates that same effect for people in their events. And it allows them to be more comfortable and inspired and want to talk to their neighbor a little bit more. So that's kind of where we are now is, is design board furniture event rentals. So you, so you've outgrown the front porch evidently. Yes. We are now in about, <laughs> no, about 33,000 square feet between the two locations. Well, that's what I was right. Do you schlep stuff back and forth between Austin and Dallas? We do. We do. I mean, eventually we want to be in a place where we don't do that as much. But um, as we moved into the new market, which we're actually in Fort Worth, but we serve um, DFW, um, we didn't want to make the huge, um, we didn't want to undertake a bunch of space and not have the items yet. So our idea was like, well, let's just let test the market and we'll ship stuff back and forth. But now that we've realized the market is definitely there and we're trying to build out and have a little bit more, um, autonomy in each location. So what's the hottest market right now among the three? Ooh, I love that question. I mean, both markets are doing really, really well. Um, I, I feel like we just uh, did a Visit Fort Worth um, annual meeting and just seeing the growth that they're doing in Fort Worth alone, not even yeah. Dallas, 
was really inspiring. Um, Austin as well is growing quite a bit and we're just kind of to get little, we're getting little snippets here and there of other places around, um, Texas and, and the neighboring states as well. But you, I mean, to incorporate what you do, you gotta be a little edgy, a little funky. I would, I think of Austin as a little funkier than I do Dallas or Fort Worth. I think that's really fair. And that's been the challenge that we've seen is we've been so successful in Austin and our idea was like, well, if you, you know, if you love what we do here, you're going to love it everywhere. Um, and it doesn't exactly translate. And so we are now in the process of really figuring out what it is that Dallas wants um, that we can deliver on. And it's still designed forward and it still fits our loot look. That's kind of what people are attracted to is the loot look. So, thir- so in essence, 13 years old is the, the, the company. And we say 12, but it, yeah, okay. yeah, we so, started collecting the year before. But I'm, I'm thinking you couldn't, or it would have been a lot more difficult to do this 15 or 20 years ago starting. I mean, you've really benefited a lot from the Internet, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I love that question because I think Pinterest has been really helpful for our business. It it has allowed the the app Pinterest has allowed people to realize that they don't have to have the same event that their mom and dad had and have this checklist like what color linen check what what size table check. Now people are getting a little bit more um individualistic and curated in their design and really wanting their events to reflect who they are, not necessarily what you have to offer. Well, so the name makes a lot more sense to me now. Loot uh-huh. riddle, just a bunch of loot. And, and That's right. And treasures. you'll read it to me. <laughs> treasures. Maybe yeah. you should, maybe loot and treasures. The uh, yeah. co- co-founder and CEO of Loot Riddles is uh, Rhoda Bradbury and joins us today from, from Austin. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having me. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.